angels sometimes show up and I've had that happen where they hand me, you know, actual physical things like kidneys or kneecaps. And I'll say, does anybody need this kneecap in the room? I know that sounds odd, but that really has happened where I, you know, I, you'll see me on camera, I'll go and get the kneecap from the angel. And they say, does anyone need this? And the person's right in front of me. And I'll say, God's about to do a creative miracle and just say in Jesus name and release the kneecap, just place my hand right over their knee and there'll be an audible pop. This is Charisma News on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Chris Johnson. Anna Werner and her husband Sam and their two young children, a boy and a girl, live in Kansas City, Missouri. And you may have seen Anna on some of your favorite Christian shows. She and Sam have ministered in many nations She's an author of many books about the seeing gift, including her latest, The Warrior's Dance, A Seer's Guide to Victorious Spiritual Warfare. She moves in the prophetic and healing gifts, and she teaches on seeing in the supernatural in churches and arenas around the world. Welcome, Anna, to Charisma Connection. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Well, it's great to have you here. Now, you describe yourself as a seer. Now, for those who don't know what that is, could you just get right down to brass tacks and explain it to us? Yes. A seer is actually a completely biblical term, and you can go in your Bible, find it for yourself. But if, if I could put it in my terminology, it's a prophet that primarily gets revelation from God through the gift of sight. And I use, we use all our senses, we feel, we discern, but primarily it's through the gift of sight. And there's lots of examples in the Bible. You've got Samuel, Gad, Hanani, Jehu, John, Elijah, Elisha, you know, the list goes on. You can, you can find them yourself. Okay, that's a really helpful explanation. So when did this first start to manifest in your life, and, and was it something you sought? So... When I was five years old, I had my first kind of heavenly encounter. I was five and an angel walked into my bedroom. I was playing with my dolls and the angel looked right at me and I saw the angel just like I would see a person right in front of me. It wasn't like um, a thin mist or a vapor. It was like there was a real angel in my room Hmm. and he said his name was Timothy and he said he would be with me the rest of my life. And at that point, I asked the angel if I could touch his wing. And he said, sure. And I did. I grabbed onto the end of his wing tip. And it wasn't like my hand went through his wing. I really felt the physical warmth of his wing tip. And then he said, well, I have to leave. After that, he said, I have to leave now. And he took off. And I went out of my bedroom. And I told my mom the whole thing. And then... So that was like my first encounter with seeing. But then I went through a real dry season of not seeing anything. And I share that in all honesty, because some people are born with the gift of seeing, and then there's others that like train in it. And I went through a dry season where I didn't see much at all until I was in my early 20s. And I was then in the country, in my early 20s, I was in the country of Brazil as a missionary and I was working in the drug trafficking slums. And in that place, my spiritual eyes were open and I started to see, and I would see angels and demons and I could see the heavenly realm. 
And so it's not something I thought, but it's, it, it naturally came to me. But then I also trained in it primarily when I was there in that country. Very interesting. And, and those are two very different times in your life and different circumstances. I, I wonder how your mom took it when you were five years old and you said you saw an angel. Yeah, I look back on that and I, I remember that she didn't just check it off as, oh, you know, oh, this is just her imagination or you know, something like that. And I'm a mother myself. I have young children. And so I think about that because your kids come to you and they say, oh, I had this dream. I saw this, you know, and you can think, ah, it's just their imagination. But she really, from the way I described it, she had just wisdom to know that this can't be something she could have seen like at a, on a Christmas card or something like that. Like this has to be real. And she wrote it down and later shared that with me. So. Mm-hmm. And then you, you could see the spiritual warfare over the slum that you were working in as a missionary. Yes. In Brazil, um, when my spiritual eyes were opened and I was seeing very clearly, I'd be working in the drug trafficking slums with the kids, and a lot of the kids were hooked on glue and um, just heavily in in witchcraft. And I would I would be working with them, and I would look at them and see literally words written across like their forehead, and I would see what was like the stronghold in their life. I would see like sexual impurity, just that phrase written across their forehead, or I would see um, addictions or I would see abandonment, words like that. So the Lord started opening my eyes and I started going, okay, now no one where I was, there was no one around me that could explain to me what I was seeing. (laughs) I was in the school with the Holy Spirit. And so I would start to see these demonic things over and over and say, and start to recognize, okay, when I see that demon, that represents addiction. Okay, and then these prayers, when I pray this, this works to break that off or this doesn't work. And so I really became a student of training and, and training in the spiritual realm with the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Interesting. So these are times where you've been on earth and the heavenly has come down. Have you ever been to heaven? Would you say? Yes, I have. And it's very hard to, ever put it in words what heaven is like i would say this that it's always by invitation that i've been to heaven um i don't try to like charge my way up there there's some people that try to do that i I don't do that i just will hear a summon from the lord i'll hear him say come up here beloved and then i'll find myself in a different place and heaven when I've been in heaven and I've been to different rooms in heaven, I will say time on earth is different than in heaven. So I could be gone for five minutes on earth, but in heaven, it feels like I've been there days. Time is different um, between heaven and earth. But um, when I ever enter into heaven, I go in the posture of just laying down and worshiping because the presence is so thick. and. There are, I, I once, just to share a quick story, I was once was taken to a vision where Jesus said, come up here. And I found myself walking into, and there was a door. And before me, I opened the door with Jesus and he took me into a room. And 
we walked into this big room and as far as my eyes could see, as far deep and high as my eyes could see, I could see these shelves and on these shelves were all these different little parcels. And I thought, well, what is that? I don't know. And I, so I just sat and observed what was going on and there was angels bustling all about the room and I would watch Jesus in the center and he was like orchestrating the whole thing. The angels would look at Jesus for direction and he would point to a parcel and then tell them where to go with it. And I would watch the angels go find something on the shelf, grab it off the shelf and then bring that parcel. And then I would watch them zoom down below and they were zooming, taking it down to the earth below. And I thought, okay, wow, what is going on? And then some of the angels just stood there and didn't move. And they were just waiting. And I just asked Jesus, what are they doing? Why aren't they doing their job? You know? And Jesus looked at me and he said, they're waiting for the prayers of my saints to be released so they can bring the answers from heaven. And that's when the scripture, um, Philippians 4, 6, became more real to me about it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. I realized that the power of our prayers, when we pray, we actually release things from heaven. But so often we, we can feel like, God, do you even hear me? And we just forget to even pray about things. Yes, we do, don't we? <laughs> I mean, how many times do we tell people we'll pray about something and then we don't always do it? Right, right. But God, you know, I thought I remember all those parcels just waiting, mm. just waiting to be released. And, and man, did that excel my prayer life? <laughs> I started really <laughs> praying a lot more after that. I imagine so. Well, you've probably seen quite a few things in the spirit that have affected you here on earth. For sure, for sure. So does this anointing come in handy at home? Yes. It, now I'm in a fun time where, you know, I have a seven-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son, and they are just soaking everything in of the supernatural. And I love to share with them stories about angels and encounters and things like that. But as well, they're beginning to see themselves. So mm -hmm. I'm seeing it come in handy where I am teaching my children about seeing in the spirit. One day, my daughter, just a quick story, we were driving somewhere and my kids are in their car seats in the back seat, And my daughter said, mom, mom, is there an angel in the car? I can feel it, but I can't see him. So I thought, I don't know. Let me look. So I adjusted my rear view mirror and I looked and sure enough, I could see an angel sitting right there between their car seats. And mm. he looked at me and he winked <laughs> and she, and I said, honey, there's an angel sitting right between you. She said, well, I can't see him. Why can't I see him? And I said, you know what? I want you to do this. Close your eyes and try and get still. Like just try to be quiet and just listen to the voice of God. And she, so she got really still. She went, you know, pinched her little eye, said I could see her in the back seat. And she finally got still. And I said, now, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would open her spiritual eyes to be able to see. And then I said, now, honey, I want you to do something for me. Don't just see from your heart. What do you see? 
And then she went on to describe to me the angel to a T, like Mm. to a literal T in detail, like defined detail. I'm driving, bawling at this point, just crying, right? And I'm like, oh God, you're so good. And the angel winked at me and was gone, just like that. How well done. It's just a fun season of with children, um, just training them in the things of the supernatural of God. So I imagine angels look different, maybe depending on their role. Uh, what have you seen? Yes, I've seen it. There's lots of different angels. Um, I've seen angels that are huge angels carrying big armor. Um, there's also an angel. One time I that. I saw that was wearing a hoodie sweatshirt and in jeans, <laughs> dressed like a regular <laughs> person, a backpack. He talked to me. I thought, I thought he was real. He talked to me and then he was gone. And I realized, oh, that was an angel. Hmm. Um, so it, it doesn't, I think we can categorize angels and think of them in terms of their massive wings. Like we, you know, big, huge wings and, 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 but there's angels that of all different wings. There's angels that are angels on, that are on fire, like fire angels. There's ones that are just peaceful, that carry peace. There's ones for healing. I mean, there's all sorts of different kinds of angels. So why do you think God allows you to see into the spiritual realm this way? Well, I think this God, when he says, come up higher to me, it's so that I can get his perspective really mm-hmm. into, a, into a situation. And his perspective is so different than mine. Often when I'm praying for people, you know, the person might come before me and, and they need prayer for physical healing in their body. You know, they're, and it's obvious they're, they've got a bandage on their arm and it's like, well, obviously they need prayer for their arm. And I'll say, God, would you show me what you see and then my spiritual eyes will be opened and maybe I'll see the word rejection for just an example like a a root that's there and he'll say I want you to pray to get rid of the root of rejection first and so I'll pray with the person and we'll get rid of that we'll break agreement with that and then the physical healing the miracle then comes forth and manifests um, or sometimes when I've been in means praying for people and I'll see in the spirit um, and angels will come in sometimes carrying body parts. And I'm saying, okay, God, there's an anointing in the room for spines. If I see an angel carrying a spine, I know, okay, who needs healing for spine? And then like 80% stand up, you know, and I'm like, okay, there's an anointing for that. And then other times as well, I'll see in the spirit realm, I'll see maybe the demonic stronghold that's there. And I'll say, okay, this is what's here that we need to pray against in Jesus' name. Plead the blood of Christ. And then we get the breakthrough. So I think that's the primary thing is, you know, he shows me things so that I can help other people. Well, that's certainly a good reason for a gift. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, it's, it's all about his heart. It's all about people. God's mm-hmm. heart is all about people. And so, you know, if, if I'm using the gift for anything else, then I've missed it. I've really missed the, the whole reason that we're all called to be in ministry, that we're all called to be his hands and feet. Well, how can the Christian know if he or she is to be a seer? 
So in 1 Corinthians 14, it says that we're to desire all the spiritual gifts, especially that you might prophesy. And so I just want to encourage you that, you know, you might be born with the gift of seeing, or you might go through training in it. And, you know, you can. I just want to say, don't, don't even go about it thinking, I can't. Just think about it as, I can. I don't think God would say, desire the gift but then say, but this one's not for you. But this doesn't sound like a loving father to me. And, you know, seers, you'll start, sometimes it starts like this. You just have an impression. You might, it might be with your eyes closed or your eyes opened. And you say, Lord, would you speak to me? Show me what you, what's on your heart today. And you might get just a slight impression, a small picture it might even just be a color. That's it. Hmm. But even that is a start. And write it down. I remember one time the Lord showed me all I got was a water droplet. Just that's it. Just a water droplet. And I went, okay, what's that, God? The next time I went into an encounter, the Lord showed me the droplet with ripple effects on a lake. And then the next time, he showed me more and more and more until eventually I saw the boat that was on the lake where Jesus was in it. And he said, would you come follow me on it? I want to show you something more. So there's with it, there's, you know, he can show you bits and parts, but you continue to press in and it's out of the place of intimacy that you ever go after this gift of seeing. Well, I understand also that in your ministry, you have, healings and signs and wonders that just follow you. Uh, could you tell us about those? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, as I share about heaven, my heaven stories and just the glory of God, healing just starts to happen. It just, it just goes hand in hand with it. And um, angels sometimes show up and they, I've had that happen where they hand me, you know, actual physical things like kidneys or kneecaps. And I'll say, does anybody need this kneecap in the room? I know that sounds odd, but that really has happened where I, you know, I, you'll see me on camera, I'll go and get the kneecap from the angel. And they say, does anyone need this? And the person's right in front of me. And I'll say, God's about to do a creative miracle and just say in Jesus name and released the kneecap, just place my hand right over their knee and there'll be an audible pop. And they'll say, Oh, Oh my goodness, I, I was just healed. This just happened um, a month ago in Kansas when I was ministering. Or um, a couple, it was a year ago I was ministering. I think it was with Robert Henderson and a good friend of mine, Larry Sparks. We were in Florida and we were all ministering together. I saw a healing pool in the spirit. I just said, oh my goodness, it looked like a, a pool on the floor. And I knew that it was for healing. I know that sounds odd, but I just knew. Sometimes you just know that you know when God shows you something. And I said, there's an anointing for healing right in this area in the room. And an angel right then walked in and he was carrying a spine. I literally saw a spine. And I said, there's an anointing for spines to be healed. Does anyone need their back healed? And, and 90% that night, people's backs got healed. It was just person after person after person after person. God is in the business of healing. Jesus heals today. <laughs> it's exciting when he shows up and we just get to partner with what he's doing. That's so exciting and, and really faith building. So 
finally, I want to ask you, you, you strike me as a very joyful Christian. I've watched some video of you. And where does that joy come from? I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I yes. think, you know, it says in Psalm 16, right? And his presence is fullness of joy. And I think as that's my favorite scripture. And as I get in his presence, I just get so filled of, of joy. And I just, I love it to just flash on other people, you know, <laughs> I get, I get filled up. I get my joy because I've got to fill up before I can pour out. So just in being in his presence is the best answer to that. Well, splash away. We could all use a little of that joy. That's wonderful. Anna, I wonder if you would pray for our listeners as we close. Yes, Father, in Jesus' name, I just pray right now for discouragement to go off anyone who's listening to this, who says, I have wanted to feel the tangible presence of God. I've longed to know you, God, like that. Like Anna describes God, I've longed to see you like that. Father, I pray discouragement go right now in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that their spiritual eyes and their senses would be open to receive revelation from you, deeper revelation of your heart for them, and that they too will begin to see in the heavenly realm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's a beautiful prayer, Anna. We do want to point people to your website and how they can get in touch with you. Could you give us yes, your website? So, sure. It's AnnaWarner.org. And as well, I am actually doing a healing school uh, next year in the months of January and February. And you can go to HealingSchool2021.com. And I'm very excited. There's eight different teachers that are coming in. Uh, James Gold, Tony Kemp, Katie Souza, Joan Hunter, Lee Harms, myself, Dr. Dennis and Jen Clark. I'm trying to think of, remember to mention them all, but um, we just felt the Lord say it's time to release and train, train and release the miracle workers because the harvest is great. So we put together um, a, a course for healing and we're very excited about that. But you can reach me at either of those. Okay. And, and I imagine they can connect to the healing school also through your main website, uh, yes, and yes. that's, and once again, that's AnnaWerner.org, A-N-A-W-E-R-N-E-R.org. So thank you so much, Anna, for being with us today and for sharing how God is uh, using you in your own life and your own family, but also in broader ways through the body of Christ and uh, through this exciting ministry that you have. We appreciate you being with us on Charisma Connection. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Chris Johnson. You've been listening to Charisma Connection, and I hope that you'll take a moment and look at our new podcast on the cpnshows.com website. That's the Charisma Podcast Network, where we have well over 100 podcasts. And if you want uh, some spiritual growth, that's where to find it. Go to cpnshows.com. And thanks for listening today to Charisma Connection. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.